the Lucas plan still serves, I think, as a model for how to set about practically and systematically changing how innovation is done by the people for the public. I, I don't just mean this in the sense of like a model that we copy and paste from then to now, but rather as this exemplar, right? An exemplar of a real utopia, of a, of a project that had so much potential and was prematurely snuffed out as, as something that we have to pluck from the dustbin of history, brush it off, re-examine it for a different age. This calls for a very special blend of psychology and extreme violence. Now I'm getting like intrusive thoughts about that phrasing, the constitution's uh, original framers. <laughs> <laughs> we, we believe in original interpretation here. We hold up the original framers. Yeah. Uh, as, but here we are talking about not the constitution. Right, but Lucas the Lucas plan. plan. The constitution of a new society. <laughs> exactly, exactly, you know. And there they were arguing under the originalist reading that there's an obligation to use public funding to support uh, the socially useful production. Adrian Smith writes, proponents of the idea argued it was more cost-effective to put people to socially useful work than to pay them benefits on the dole. That is, through welfare support for unemployment. After all, the government was spending billions in direct grants, subsidies, and deferred taxes in order to help large firms restructure and shed jobs, and then further billions in unemployment payments and social benefits to those laid off. Moreover, it was society and not the producer that bore the externalities of harmful and dangerous technologies such as weapons and the escalating defense costs associated with their development. Why not redistribute public funds to designing, making, and marketing socially useful products. A variety of bodies used similar social audit arguments to justify public investment in socially useful production. And I think that the, you know, the argument still rings true today, especially today, you know, in the mm. digital economy. Mm. Almost all of the things that we associate with innovation, you know, if you think about your iPhones, if you think about the internet or, you know, what we call the internet, if you think about biotechnology or nanotechnology, you know, if you think about pharmacology, all of this is supported with massive amounts of government investment. The economist Mariana Mazzucato uh, details in her book, right, uh, The Entrepreneurial State, that governments play a major role in funding the research and development that leads to innovation. And the problem is that the current model socialized risk and privatizes rewards, right? Governments spend public money, they bear the risk of investment, but businesses claim ownership and they reap the lion's share of the benefits. And Silicon Valley, I think, is just, you know, of course, platonic ideal of this, you know, this mm -hmm. parasitic relationship, right? You know, where Silicon Valley would basically not exist if not for a long list of techno-scientific discoveries uh, funded by government agencies, not to mention the cash injections or the business deals that prop up these iconic companies, right? Like SpaceX or Amazon, the most exalted entrepreneurs, you know, people like Elon Musk are just, you know, in many respects, glorified government contractors. You have companies that are tripping over themselves to enter the government contracting space uh, with Amazon, with, with Google and Alphabet, you know, with Palantir. I mean, I think this is also something that it makes me think of Morozov's argument years ago where, you know, 
uh, people were like, oh, is the internet free? Or uh, do internet goods cost money? Or if they're free, are you the product? And he's like, that's the wrong way to think about it. The whole point of the free services, right, is, yeah, you know, they provide a lot of information that helps them construct ad tech that pulls in billions in revenue, right? But also, I mean, at a certain point, you get diminishing returns on the information that you can collect from individuals, right, at some point in the future, right? And so the idea is that they are really just developing products that are then going to be sold at marked up prices to governments and other businesses. I mean, Amazon, you train Alexa for free, and then Alexa serves as, a, you know, the base for protocols that are given to other businesses, to call centers, right, to customer service centers, to, to you know, other firms that use NLP for one way, reason or another. I mean, you, in many ways, we all are, we use something for free that is a loss leader for these companies, and we're training it so that they can use it to uh, help the government, like, identify uh, which child it wants to kill in a drone strike, you know, like, it's, it's, socially odious uh, production is the system where it, but it appears free to all of us you know government executives they go on and on all the fucking time about how the government is bad at picking winners and losers but uh you know who's who's the first to cash the checks for public investment they are correct right you know the government is picking the wrong winners it's picking corporate shareholders it's picking war mongers it's picking these people over the public and their state and the stakeholders and as a result we need to reject this model i mean it's trickle down innovation it's not a question of if public funding can support innovation, you know, and when we say innovation, we're not talking about the buzzword that we, you know, condemned um, in our previous episode, we <laughs> novel development and progress towards a social, socially useful end, right? All mm -hmm. the evidence points to yes, yes, it does. Like public funding does and can support a socially useful innovation. And so we should be asking what kind of innovation are we interested in and for whose benefit? Because right now it's just, you know, as Wendy Liu also talks about in her book, Abolish Silicon Valley, it's just technological development and innovation is really just like captured by venture capitalists in Silicon Valley. It's privately owned and privately decided on in ways that do not reflect yours or mine interests. I don't give a fuck about the iPhone 11 or 12 Pro Max and neither do you really, you know? <laughs> what I want is healthcare, you know? What I want is our devices that would give me a better idea of what things I'm at risk for and how to better handle uh, health problems. I don't want the fucking Amazon halo though. I don't want that shit on my house because that in itself is socially odious, but I would like to have products that are genuinely constructed for helping me as a human being move through my life, not helping me give up more of myself for the, for uh, a few companies so that they can make billions more, but so that we can just have a better, more harmonious human centered society. That is what we lose when we don't have systems constitutions like the lucas plan yes i'm i'm, I'm snapping i'm clapping <laughs> speak on it Ed. speak on it <laughs> yeah i mean the the foundational technologies here are, are so wrapped up in public funding right just to reiterate that point right like the lucas plan and the workers at lucas made a argument that is so precise and so accurate right that if we are going to be funding this kind of technology and these investments through public money, then ought they not be going towards things that benefit the common need, that serve the public? I mean, 
the answer is obviously yes, right? Like, you know, it's making me feel like one of those uh, anti-tax, like I'm fucking Grover Norquest over here, right? Where I'm like, that's my taxpayer money. My taxpayer money paid for that. Amazon, this shit is mine. SpaceX, this shit is mine. Because I paid for it. (laughs) We should just go into some warehouses and steal some shit, man. You know, you know, instead of stealing, I'm just getting what I already paid for. Yeah, you know, I yeah, you're right. Jeremy was talking earlier about how instead of rating Area 51, they should, you know, it would be it would be a good parody if someone did that to Apple. Yes, yes. I'm doing the Naruto run into Apple, into the Amazon warehouse, and I'm just doing a snatch and grab on all that shit. This shit is mine. Oh, man. Elon Musk, right? Like glorified government contractor. Jeff Bezos, right? Like CIA, a huge client for AWS, Amazon Web Services. War Even cloud. Facebook, <laughs> the war, war cloud. 